0: In early December of 2018, I was invited to speak at the Outspoken Summit in Tempe, Arizona. This was an incredible gathering of over 100 women to talk about diversity, um, speed, and business networking in the sport of triathlon. I spoke about body image. (laughs) My session was called I Hate This Amazing Body. Fear, speed, self-loathing, and spandex, something like that. And I think it was a really thought provoking session, especially because it was very collaborative with the audience and the people that attended. So a lot of their comments and um, commentary have been cut out just because the audio quality was a little too poor from the audience members, but hopefully it will be a thought-provoking and entertaining little bit for you. If you want to learn more about Outspoken, you can follow them on Instagram, Outspoken Summit, and also the website is shiftsports.org forward slash Outspoken. I hope you all enjoy this episode.
1: Welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast with Meredith Atwood. We all have the same 24 hours each day, and it's what we do with those hours that makes all the difference between our health, happiness, and success.
0: (laughs) Hey! Hi! Hi! So I like to, like, throw out a story at the beginning of every talk to see what kind of audience I'm dealing with. So if you laugh at this story, I know one way. And if you go, then I know which way to go. So (laughs) um, I'm wearing this shirt, which has um, a panda on it, because I am a trash panda. And I don't know if you guys know what a trash panda is, but it's a raccoon. And they traditionally eat out of the garbage. Okay, you're laughing. (laughs) So I have... Always loved food, and the only thing that separates me from food is like a wrapper. So if it goes into the trash and it's wrapped, it's fair game. Um, my husband didn't believe me until he threw some lasagna in the trash. It was still warm. It had aluminum. It was wrapped in aluminum foil. And he came home and he threw something in the trash and he's like, "Mara, where's?" He noticed that the lasagna was gone. He's like, did you put it out in the garage? And I was like, it was really good. (laughs) Um, So my body image and food issues go so deep that I will eat out of a trash can. And it's not necessary. Now, if it's touching other garbage, I won't do it. Like, I do have, like, morals. (laughs) But I did it recently with the Halloween candy. I didn't want to eat it, so I threw it in the trash, and I put stuff on top of it, but it was wrapped, so I went in after it. Um, so where do these body image issues come from? Now, a lot of you don't eat out of the trash. I can tell, because <laughs> you you feel sorry for me right now. <laughs> you're like, oh, maybe we should have gone to that other session. Um, but I had Lauren Handel Xander on the podcast recently, and she wrote a book called Maybe It's You, literally meaning all the problems in your life, maybe it's you. And I, I hate this woman because I, she's, I have her on, I think, in my mind, like this is going to be really great. And then she, she's the only person that can shut me up because she'll say things to me and I'm like, oh, is the mic working? I think we have to go because it's just so shocking. But anyway... I, was ram- I interviewed her for a second time, apparently it was like childbirth, I forgot <laughs> how bad it was. Um, but I interviewed her for a second time, and I said in passing, you know, my mom was the type of woman who never struggled with body image. She was tall and thin, she was 120 pounds, 5'11", when she gave birth to me. And Lauren said, that's not true. And I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, have you ever asked her? And instead of going, oh, my gosh, maybe my mom had body image issues, I got mad because I thought, and I have a great mom, but I thought if she had body image issues and she saw her little portly kid running around digging out the trash (laughs) to eat food and she never said anything to me, like, what is going on? I always assumed I was alone in how I felt. And so Lauren goes, well, you need to ask her. Ask your mom. I'm like, okay, I'm almost 40. This is a great conversation. You know, ask my mom if she has body image issues. So I text her. Hey, mom, go into this conference. Would love your opinion. Day goes by. Two days. It's been two weeks, and she has not responded. I've asked her twice. She has, I don't know. I don't know where my mother stands on body image. I don't know how she feels about herself. I don't know how she struggles. I just know she was always really beautiful, and I thought it just, that was it. So what I kind of pulled out of that is that while people like me will talk about eating out of the trash, a lot of people won't talk about it at all. We're not, we're not talking about how we feel about ourselves, about, the, you know, I mean, we're here about triathlon. What, what else is there than being in a sport with spandex? <laughs> I mean, hence the, talk, the title of this. So what I kind of gathered as a child was that the body – was a thing to look at, a thing to be beautiful, but not necessarily anything else. I I failed to learn the skill of having a functional body. Bodies were aesthetic. And when I was different, I was like, well, I guess this isn't very much good for anything, so I'll just make it bigger, or maybe I'll drink myself to not deal with it. And so, because it was such a quiet topic, I really internalized it. And I, you know, a lot of times I think we feel that society might put the pressures on us, but I think it's interesting if we kind of step back and go, where do my ideas of body image come from? Because I was really surprised to figure out how, where it kind of started for me. And I'm not blaming my parents. Like, that's really easy and, and, kind of a sad way to do things, but you know, knowing where you come from allows you to kind of course correct where you've been. So I had another really interesting impression of body image when I did my first half Ironman. So I was a mom of two really young, vibrant, precious, loud, dirty children. Um, and I started the sport of triathlon and I thought, okay, this is a really great idea because I don't know how to swim. I don't know how to bike. um, I'm 250 pounds and I don't run. So I should do this sport, right? But really, I just wanted to get away from my children just for a little bit, just every day, just to hear nothing. I mean, the pool was the best because that's where they can't get you. No one can get you until they stick their hand in the water and they're like, you know, you come up and your kid's pooped in the here and you have to come change her. Like, what society are we that you can't have people change poopy diapers for you? <laughs> you have to get out of the pool and go do it. Um, but I signed up for this half Ironman. And I, I had a, I, the body image issues for me were always size. And I think it's in, it's interesting in this sport how there's a lot of really thin fit individuals. So the body image issues aren't size. We all have our own compartment of body image, whatever that is. But for me, it was always my size. And so I knew it was a limiter because it made me very slow, this old size of mine. But I went, I was very diligent, I worked very hard. And I thought when I stood in my spandex at the start line of my first half Ironman, I thought, this is great. I have worked hard for this, I can do this. And then I saw my husband, I was on the dock And I saw my husband way over there, and we were all, you know, all these women, a sea of women, all looking alike, right? Like, he's never going to know it's me, because I need to wave and let him know it's me. And I, like, raised my hand, and he's like, you know, (laughs) I'm like, oh, he, oh. And I looked around. I was like, which little fat girl's not like the others? Because this was 2011, and I promise you, I was the only big girl at Ironman 70.3 Miami in 2011. And my husband was the only big guy. <laughs> but it was very, at that moment, I thought, I'm not doing this. Like, what am I doing here? And it was Miami. Like, isn't that where all the beautiful people? <laughs> I really chose poorly, didn't I? Um, but what I realized, and my coach was really good about impressing this on me the whole journey. I mean, when I started working with him, his first workout for me was a three-mile run which is probably where I might start most of my girls, you know, it depends. But I was like, a three-mile run? No. And he was like, oh, we're not there. And I'm like, no, I don't run. Like, this is, I, but so he knew what he was dealing with with me. And so he had sort of prepared me in ways to deal with that. And he had said, you know, this is about just moving forward all day. This is not about anyone else. This is about celebrating all your hard work, race day is a celebration, go out there and have a good time. Which is such a joke, (laughs) is it ever a good time? No, Um, but I remember standing on that dock, looking at all the people that didn't look like me and thinking, okay, this is not about my body, except it is, but it's not about my body in the way that I have thought about my body in the last 32 years. This is about the body I want to step into. Not the way it looks, but the way I want to feel. And so that's what I'm going to roll with. And that's what I did all day long. I was like, I'm doing a half Ironman. Isn't this amazing? Oh, there's poop on the porta potty seat. (laughs) A literal poop sitting there. Um, So that was interesting. Um, But I came out of that race really understanding that my body was functional that it was powerful, that it was strong. And it really didn't matter what it looked like. And that's easy to say. And none of us really believe that. I don't think any of us actually believe that. But when we start to at least tell ourselves, my body is amazing, even if I hate it, it's the dialogue in our head that starts the progress. And I mean, we are here today in this conference to kind of gather together and really bring this sport to light, into to equality, and growth, and female empowerment, and all of this these really powerful words, but it starts at an individual level. There's a quote I like um, that words are the house that you live in, and I don't know how to pronounce the guy, but it's Hafiz, H-A-F-I-S, and I have that on my wall because the things we say and the things in our head, that's the house we live in. And um, I like to tell a story about my husband because we have dual sinks like every proper suburban house would have. And he, in the morning, he's brushing his teeth and he's like in his underwear, you know. And I'm like, what is he doing? And I said, can I just ask you, what are you thinking? He's like, I'm thinking how awesome I look and what a great day it's going to be. And I'm like, you're, you're kidding me. <laughs> like, and He's like, no, I think that every day. And I thought, okay, what is what was his childhood like that didn't happen to mine? Because I think, oh, my God, look at the bags under my eyes. Like, what, what is this? When did this, you know? But he is able to internalize better words than I do. And that shapes his whole day. So I, when I, well, actually, I volunteered to speak on body image. And the second I did, I really regretted it. <laughs> I thought, well, gosh, I could talk about um no, this is what I should probably talk about um, because I, I struggle so immensely with it, so so immensely. And at the networking reception last night, I mean, my gut instinct is to get dressed to go. Oh my gosh, I look awful. I can't go anywhere. But no one else cares, right? Does anyone else care what I look like right now? I have a panda on my shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody else cares. Um, But it's those words. It's the words that are inside of our head and that we learn to internalize. And so when I decided to talk on this, I asked a bunch of men and a bunch of women what body image meant to them. And does anyone have a guess what it meant to men? I will tell you. One man told me body image means fat chicks he was virtual <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing that came to his mind um, and next was next was dove skin care and then the next was women what does body image mean to you women it's never men and it's a money making industry that's some other comments now, I have some other friends who are a little more, um, what's the word? I, I'm probably not going to pick the word kind. Let's do that. And they and these men said body image meant shame, embarrassment, self-loathing. Interestingly, those were the w- female words. That was the vast majority of what women thought. And then um, old and soft was another guy. He said, my body image is old and soft. And so I thought it was interesting. Um, a lot of the men immediately projected body image on women. That's a female thing. And maybe they believe that, you know, maybe they don't have body image concerns or issues. But I don't, does anyone here believe they don't have body image issues? Because I want, I want to see if they're in the room and I would love to get some information (laughs) and your card. So going back to the idea that the words are the house we live in, do you think men just have better words in their heads that they, as a young age? at a young age they're built up to have better words in their head and they grow into that they step into a better body image or they're wiser and older like men can go gray and what and be wiser and we're you know well and it was interesting when my kids were really little and I was decorating their rooms I went on I don't even think it was Etsy at the time but one of those things and I I wanted a sign a Wall art that said boy and one that said girl, and then had a bunch of words. And I just, I don't know why at the time. I've grown a lot. <laughs> um, but the boy words were so different than the girl words. I mean, it was rough, um, you know, dirty, blah, blah, blah. And the girl, one of the words on the girl poster was pure. Oh. <laughs> you know? And so it hung in my kid's room. And I also had a poster made with Atwood House rules which said, tell mom she looks skinny every day. This was me 12 years ago. So now we have these posters and they have tape on them. And I kept the things we like. Pure has a big bumper sticker over it, but we kept like strong, cause it had strong and it had like powerful words. But you're right. Like you go and search a poster for a boys room and you get great, strong, powerful words you get pure (laughs) yeah sweet sweet was one too princess hmm and it has to start wherever we are in our life like for me it's it's I'm so messed up about it that I have to be very vigilant like so vigilant with my daughter are you some up folks? I've grown a lot. But I bought a poster that said tell mom she looks skinny. So um leader in this and I just want to really thank you for that, for having the vulnerability and
2: courage
0: to Well thank you. But my head's messed up. It really is. Uh, Lisa. And that's what I was gonna get to. I was gonna get to like how does body image shape our culture and how does it shape gender issues and inclusion? Like how do we how does our thoughts about our own body image project on including others on, on all of these issues as a whole? So I, I was going to yeah. head there, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you are bringing up my exact point, which is we are people and equality, not necessarily gender equality, not necessarily male, female. We're all just people and we have to figure out how to speak positively about ourselves so we can speak positively about everyone else. And and the labels are a huge problem. Because, I mean, I, my son is very sensitive. What does that even mean? What does it mean that I have a sensitive boy? No, he's a nice person, you know? He's a nice person. So, um, okay, so body image, Let's talk about body positivity. This is a big one for me. I actually read an article where someone called me body neutral. And I had to go Google what that meant. But it meant that I didn't really think body positivity. Body positivity, I, I wasn't accepting of all bodies, that I had a little bit, that I was just kind of body neutral. And I, and I thought, um, OK, what does that mean? Where do you guys fall in the spectrum of body spectrum of body positivity? What does that mean to you? So, what does body neutral mean then? You know
2: that they they have a body. You know they're comfortable with their body. They're positive about it. It doesn't. They just have a positive. Right. And yeah, they don't think yeah. about it for themselves. And I don't think they think about it that other people think about it. Mm-hmm. That they're positive in their body. They don't judge other people's bodies, That. What is the big
0: deal? I get a lot of um, heat from wanting to lose weight from the body positive culture. And I've struggled with this a lot on a personal level, but also um, you know just from a historical standpoint with myself. um, I don't feel good when I am a certain weight. And the fact that I always, and let's talk about speed. I mean, that's just pure physics. But I get a lot of heat wanting to change my body. Um, especially I'm you know, I'm a member of the Athena Triathlete group, which is female triathlete's over 165 pounds. I will never be out of that group, by the way. My leanest weight as a weightlifter was one hundred sixty-nine. I will forever be an Athena. So I get really hurt when I learn that people talk smack about me for wanting to lose weight. But I want to lose weight because I feel better in my own skin when I don't have extra masks to carry. And it's literally just how I feel. And I think it's interesting how we can project, not we necessarily in this room, but um, people will kind of tell me how to be. But I, I wouldn't
2: classify
1: those people as body
0: positive. Right, but, but that's the—that's the cl- a lot of the... And I'm not talking about my Athena sisters, but, you know, the group that that's kind of saying that. But I would agree with you. But there's like a subsection that, that's like, Okay, you either have to be super thin or you have to be big and like yourself for being big and live there. Don't. Why do you get to change your body? You're one of us. Why are you, why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to change? Be one of us. And I'm like, I am one of you. I'll always be one of you. I'll always be a big girl. Shauna. I'm oh, sorry. Katie, where are you? For- I, I think some of
2: the, the body positive, negative, neutral um, imaging comes from where the message is coming from. Who are we getting it from? So one of the things that used to really tick me off back in the nineties was that, you know, everyone was so excited about JLo's body, for example. And I'm thinking, I know a hundred black girls that look exactly like that, but they don't make a million dollars and they don't get to dance, they don't get to you know, all those stuff. the the message was, oh my gosh, she's amazing because and I think, oh my god, I know plenty of people who are amazing also because and so I think where the message is coming from is very interesting. High as, I stopped counting at 240. I've been as high as 240. I've been as low as 155. And I thought I was the shit no matter what. I mean, it didn't matter to me because I felt good about who I was as a person. Now, it doesn't mean I was more functional or anything mm-hmm. of that. It just meant that I had a certain level of confidence. Getting messaging about, oh, well, you shouldn't be that low. Once I started getting messaging, that's when I started to rethink in not so good ways about where should I be? Should I be Athena or not? Where mm-hmm. I, am I toggling in between? I can go to one race at the beginning of the month and be Athena. At the end of the month, I'm not. You know, and so I think it's where the messaging comes from as to whether it's positive or negative or coming to a great place or not. I mean, I've been 155 and my grandmother was like, oh my God, you don't like stick. What's wrong with trauma. And I thought I was doing to right. So where is the messaging coming from? What's
0: the tipping point for you personally? Like where, when I don't feel
2: good,
0: what you just said, when, when I right.
2: feel, don't feel good, like if I, you know, go up two flights of steps in my house and I'm <laughs> not <making a> great <laughs> with the
0: laundry. <laughs> with I'm, the laundry, yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. Around, you know. Right. So, it's yeah. a very personal. How do you balance compassion with yourself and with others and the desire to grow and like the, the drive, especially in the sport? I mean, it's really such a a hard thing to say, okay, I'm very compassionate about this 200 pound body that's going to get in the spandex, but I also want to go faster and get stronger. I had a huge milestone this last Ironman 70.3 Augusta. I've been lifting a lot of weights. I haven't really been swim biking, running that much, but I thought I'll go do Augusta because that's what smart people do. Um, but I hadn't been, you know, on the long runs in my head going, you're so slow, you're so, like, I've just, I had been lifting weights and going, you're so strong, and this is so hard, and I can't breathe at CrossFit or whatever. Um, the first time I put on that tri-kit the morning of the race, I didn't even try it on. I didn't. Even, <laughs> that's how, like, unprepared I was for this race. That was the first time in eight years in this sport that I didn't have something negative to say about myself. I don't know what happened. It it was almost because I hadn't been dipping my toes in the bad mental behavior for months and months leading up. Yeah. I just put it on and I was like, well, I have bigger problems because I'm not really trained. (laughs) You know, yeah. But it is. It's so much what we are saying to ourselves. Like, we need to brush our teeth like my husband does in the morning. Like, that little girl on that YouTube video is like, I'm great. I'm, have you seen that where she's standing on the counter? She goes, I love my um, Allisons. <laughs> she's standing. She's like, I love my house. I love my hair. I love my Allisons. And I'm like, what are Allisons? I've got to figure out who Allisons are. Um, Someone else. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah. That, um, and I'm glad you came. So thank you.
1: Every day of my life is. I came out, started transitioning. I've never had anything positive to say about my body. I've never been neutral to say about my body because whenever I look at, well, even till today, and probably the rest of my life, I say change things, I look in the mirror and I see my other self. I'm just say that. <laughs> uh, i couldn't remember it. I always see myself. Because you can change everything about you. Like, I grew breasts. I got skinny. You know, I dropped a lot of muscle. Yeah. But, like, I can grow my hair as long as I want, style it as lovely well as I want. But you see that yeah. every day. So, every time I look into a mirror, it's not just like the first thing that pops into my head is, like, oh, damn are you hot today? It's like, oh, yeah, tell who you are. Even though that's not who you are, but that's who you are. <laughs> and it's just like a constant reminder of things that you don't want to remember. So it's just kind of like, it's not the easiest thing to just like tell yourself that you look good. But where
0: it's got to start though, right?
1: Right. The time that I do say that I look good is when, or not when I say it, but when I start thinking that I look good or comfortable and mutual with my body
2: is when I'm generally When, you know, I go up to a comedy and they're like, this. And then, you okay.
1: know, I'm standing there going like, oh, I for and I'm inside my head, I'm like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not easy to, to say, okay, I'm gonna wake up and say I'm beautiful, I'm pretty, because like, it feels like you're a fraud. Because when you yeah. don't feel that way and yeah, you're just sitting there telling yourself you to feel one way, well, I get it. It's
1: not a lot of it is not like me or people are like me that are telling us we're a fraud. It's society we constantly saying you're not a woman. I don't even know what you are gender fluid you like, just pick a stupid agenda and stick with it and, like no. Um, you know, so it's not like that's not like hitting down on us for some it is. But it's society that's why are you lying to yourself? Stop you know, I don't remember of times that I've been told you're just a voice the depressed. You know, <laughs> it's just like hello. But like specifically on like, my body size and stuff like that. You know I've been struggling with a disorders disorder since last year, uh, while training for my hair again. Actually, you know, it suddenly appeared as soon as I started transitioning of like, you know, when I was at a healthy weight, I was constantly having problems, And then I dropped down to 118, 117, which is. To feel
0: like the truest version of yourself, you have to almost. Harm yourself, right? I mean, so what other than weight? What other body image issues are there? Because to me, my I'm so jaded. Every ninety percent of my headspace is my size. Yeah. When when your body image issue is visible, yeah. right? When it's very visible and other people point it out, yeah. And then expect you to change it for their eyes.
2: Exactly. Well, and that's exactly yeah. it. It's like I. I because of that I've come to a point where I'm like how I look is none of your business and for bothers you to a problem, but it took going through that to come out and go. I don't dress for you. I don't look a certain way for you. Right, um, and that's that's hard.
0: Yeah, Julie. Uh, I the
2: other body images. I and mean, I'm fifty-two this year, and I live in Southern California. Aging naturally is not. Very common. So it is, you know, there's people that are, you know, visibly, and it, 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 it's a personal choice whether you choose to. I don't even get surgery anymore, it's, you know, various injections and that sort of thing. And it's like my dermatologist, like, cut me off because she's trying to practice to cash only cosmetic dermatology. Like, my, my doctor dumped me because I just want to get all skin cancer burned off. So, like, that's like a message of like, shit, like, what is this? And it's so, it's this environment of you in your peer group and watching people, and you're like, well, I grew up in the sun, I have fair skin, I look at my mother. God, my friend doesn't have any wrinkles on her face. Like, are you, you know? And so it becomes a constant looking around of, yeah. I mean, things are just going south on me, and I, my husband is very, you know, like, aged naturally. love you the way you are. Like, that's Great, honey, but then I leave the house, and it's <laughs> <laughs> the people in the locker room are not making that and it's so you know, it becomes a struggle of and for I mean it's moral, it's ethical, it's all these sorts of things, but it's like this whole new and it's different, you know. You go to other cities, and it's like wow, in well, yeah, situational because I think about like in the workplace going the other direction when you look very young. Mm-hmm. Right. So like you, you'll go to one, like in a situation like you're describing where it's a lot and you're another place will do I take you seriously? Like, how did you end up in this border? Yeah. And, and how did you end up here to present in like, the blank? And yet, you know, two hours before that, it could be exactly what you're describing and nothing has changed. And then it's like, how do you unscramble that story?
0: Yeah, like in the corporate world, it's 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 a death sentence to yeah. one. You're female, um, but to be young, I mean, coming out to be a lawyer at 24, and I, and we lived in this small southern town. They called me the little lady lawyer in my town. They were like, "Can we see that little lady lawyer?" Um, but yeah, no one took me seriously, and we almost feel guilty too. You know, okay, I want to love myself, but I feel yeah. guilty for wanting to be. A better, ver- my better-defined version of myself. Not a better version. A yeah. thinner me is not yeah. a better me, but it is a. To me, it's I'm more comfortable. Who is this magical person? Yeah, but who who is she? Like what? I mean, getting all of your different thoughts, and we all look so different, and we're all striving for. This person, who is she? She's not on CNN because, like, the men on CNN are hideous, but then you have to be beautiful to be on the news. Like, have you ever watched the news and thought, how does this ugly old bastard get to have this position? But yet all the women are like, you know, like, that drives me insane. But who, so who is that person that you're striving? Like, in my mind, it used to be, like, another person but now the person that I feel like I'm striving for is actually me. It's just like a stronger version of me. Yeah, when a bigger girl passes me, she better watch out, I'm going to get her. Well, and I think you raise an interesting point that when, you know, we wanna bring people into our sport, we wanna have healthier body images, but until someone who's not in sport sees someone else that looks like them, it's gonna be closed off. Like, I remember racing my first Ironman, and literally on the run course, I had women stop me during the race. Like, are you really doing this? And I was like, yeah. And she was – and but it was a positive thing. They could not believe I was out there doing what their husbands were doing because they watched their husbands. They're out there supporting. Like, the women and children in tow never imagined that the – it could be reversed, that they could be the one out there doing the race because they saw me. They're like, I can do that. If you can, I, that is like the worst statement, but the best. Like if people say that to me all the time, well, if you can do it, I can. I'm like, well, fuck you. You know, I want to be like, <laughs> I know what you mean, but man, you know, yeah. You were going to say something.
2: But there's another side to it. So I have always been, had a petite frame. And so in my culture you know my ass was never big enough I, asked, I needed to gain weight i would be told i needed to eat yeah um and then when i joined the sport i remember i had a really rough race well because i didn't know how to swim when i started trying triathlon <laughs> but i did them anyways um and one of the girls walked up to me and she said oh but you look so fit and it was like oh what the like what does that mean but the like you know i showed up and they were like oh yeah well she's fit and then when I had trouble swimming, because I was not a swimmer, it was like, oh, you know, like, it was just a waste of a body tire. Like, Like, yeah. she couldn't understand, like, how I could be the size that I was, and not, like, right in the front of the race. And it was like, well, one, when I started this race, we well, started this for 10 years ago, there weren't people who looked like me. And I, I tell the story, my first race, there was a little black guy on a bench, and, like, we're running on the boardwalk, and he jumps up and starts screaming. <laughs> And people are like, Do you own me on that? <laughs> <laughs> but he was just like, oh, She's different. And I, yeah. and I and I didn't even get it thin. And it was like it was several races in before I realized like how I was different from everyone else. And I thought my challenge was I wasn't fit. And it was like, Well, oh yeah, by the way, you're the only little you know, black girl here too. And I was like, Suddenly, <laughs> you know but so the, the other side of it is when you have the shape I and mean, you get out there and you're in the back of the pack because you you haven't you're not as efficient at some of the different sports and being looked at like well what are you doing back here like mm-hmm. I didn't train like you did like I'm <laughs> just getting the t-shirt and the
0: bear. So so <laughs> the summary is that people are assholes right yeah. I mean is that what we've gathered yeah, yeah.
2: It's like you don't know, understand, like, uh, the appearance uh, of a physically fit person does not denote physical fitness or healthiness. True, so, so true. you can be small, you can I mean my husband, my god like, you want to talk about, like, so the epitome of unhealthy like that guy like, he sits <laughs> and eats whole pieces and
0: I'm like over there like We'd uh, be good friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You have I'm, I'm available for modeling, by the way. <laughs> Anyone that wants to hire me, it's it's huge. I mean, when when you think about body image, you bring your obviously your own personal experience to it, but it is it is so deep and so wide and so vast. So so, what do we do about it? That's why I want. I didn't really want to come talk. I wanted to get this fixed so you guys can fix me.
2: <laughs> so you have to change your internal narrative. Yeah. Like, um, when you when you see it, so with some of my athletes, like when I hear it, it's like okay, yes. Hey. Let's address this um, because it is going to, one, people will say things to themselves that they will never allow other people to say to them. And I was like, if I walked up to you and I said that exact statement, like, you would fight me. So why is this okay? And let's let's find a way to, to like, change that narrative that you're rolling around in your head because when times get hard, the only person that you're going to have out there is you. And so, like, I need you to be able to talk to yourself in in a respectful manner. So a lot of, like, a lot of our conversations are about what they're actually saying to themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it doesn't matter what I do for them. If they get out of that course and they're tearing themselves down, like, it it was
0: all for them. You know what's really interesting about that is, is thinking about positive things we can say about ourselves. Like Aaron said, the struggle is to say something you don't believe, but it's actually the crap that you're saying that's not true. You know what I mean? Like the crap, oh, you're so fat, you're so ugly, you're so slow. That's actually the lie. you know, and and, and we have to start identifying the lies that society's telling us and the lies we're telling ourselves and start to speak the truth. The truth is, we are amazing. We have amazing bodies, no matter what they look like, no matter what they do. We have to speak that truth in our own heads. Right. 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 The action versus aesthetics. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, Correct. And yeah. so that,
2: that gives me back the
0: power. Sure. Yeah. Have you guys seen the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary? Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. One of the things I love, I mean, I didn't realize, I, I went to law school and read all her dissents, and but I never realized what a pioneer this woman was for women's rights. But one of the things that struck me in the documentary was she said that her mother always told her to be a lady, but her mother showed her what a lady was. And that was a strong, powerful woman. And the way that RBG leads, just quietly, matter of factly. And I think to change things, a lot of us want to scream and we want to get angry, but I think it's that quiet RBG (laughs) That really effectuates change. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I started triathlon, it was such a big lifesaver for me. I was drowning as a person, as a mother, as an attorney. I hated. I mean, I was drowning. And when I found triathlon, I was like, I'm I'm beginning to breathe again. And it was very vulnerable to be in spandex at my size at the time. And I mean, it still is. But I knew that if this sport saved me, like it, like it did that I had to tell other people about it, and, it, and at some point, t- to your point, you have to just go, "This saved me, you should come too." And, and I think you're absolutely right that showing who we are, yeah, well, I saw this poster that someone someone posted up, and it said, "Check on your strongest friend." And I was like, ooh, because that is exactly the one who's probably struggling the most, you know, is your strongest friend, but I love that yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I always struggle when people say you need a little more self-care. That's to me, that is the worst thing you can tell someone who's struggling with their self-image because when you hate yourself or you have self-loathing so deep and someone tells you you need to just develop some self-care, you're like, I don't want to care for this person. And I remember and this I did not put lotion on my body after my children for four years I would put it on my arms put it on my calves but like this I didn't even lotion because I just didn't care I I hated myself and my body so much that I wouldn't didn't want to touch it and so it wasn't like if someone had said you should go lotion yourself I'd be like you can kiss my ass I'm not you know but it was a diff it was the words in my head that changed and then one day I was just like leaving up, you know, and it, but it was, it was not the start with self care. I struggle with that. I know a lot of people say start with self care, but I think some of us are dug so deep in like the self-loathing hole that you can't start there. You have to just start with words and, and gratitude. Gratitude is is always a good starting point, but I don't know where we go from here on this topic. It is so vast, it's so vast. And I think um, with our children, the next generation, whether it's your kids or your neighbor's kids or your your students. I think the words we use with our children is the fix. I think our generation is gonna have its struggles. Obviously my mom is still not talking to me about it, so <laughs> they're gone. Um, but I think we can do a lot with what's coming while we're trying to heal ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.